Hello, welcome to another episode of A Pastor and His People. I am Pastor Witt here with Pastor Grant. Say hello, Pastor Grant. Hello, guys. So we'll, we will be today finishing the letter of Titus, which is, I mean, to have a letter named after you, that's a pretty big deal, you know? It's pretty impressive. Yeah, all you had to do was stay behind in Crete, and you right. get letters written to you, you know? Yeah. Uh, so yeah we'll be finishing Titus we're going to reflect these podcasts here to kind of ask questions to the preacher of the text from Sunday and reflect on just the passage and application and maybe some insight because as a preacher you spend a lot of time studying and you get a snippet almost a condensed version of all your prep and so this is just an opportunity to maybe ask questions that Maybe it didn't fit in the sermon, but, you know, just in your time and preparation. Uh, But, Grant, would you mind praying for us, and then we'll dive into the text. Yeah. Father, we love you. We thank you so much for uh, your word, uh, the gift that it is to your body, uh, Lord, and we praise you uh, for it. Uh, We thank you for uh, faithful servants uh, like Paul. Uh, who diligently uh, were inspired and carried along by your spirit uh, to write these letters, uh, not only that are beneficial for Titus, uh, but for beneficial for uh, us as the church today. Mm-hmm. Lord, we pray that you would be glorified uh, and that uh, your people would be edified. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, So Titus chapter 3, verses 12 through 15, it says, When I send Artemis or Tychicus to you, do your best to come to me at Nicopolis. Nicopolis. How do you say that? Nicopolis. Nicopolis. For I've decided to spend the winter there. Do your best to speed Zenos the lawyer and Apollos on their way. See that they lack nothing. And let our people learn to devote themselves to good works so as to help cases of urgent need and not be unfruitful. All who are with me send greetings to you. Greet those who love us in the faith. Grace be with you all. Um, so there weren't necessarily points for the sermon, but you kind of just broke it down verse by verse. Uh, so is there maybe any thoughts you had? I mean, so your first one, Artemis and Tychicus, you kind of drew out the characters and what we know about them. Is there maybe more insight that you had that you may want to share with the people or maybe something you want us to think about with that? Yeah, um, just as we framed it all, inside the the body of Christ um, of just knowing that uh, no matter if uh, your name is mentioned a lot uh, or if your name is only mentioned once mm-hmm. uh, by people um, it, it you're still valuable to the body um, and important uh, and can still do uh, important roles because it wasn't um, in Paul's mind as he's writing this and uh, in Titus's mind um, because he uh, is mentioned more, Tychicus is mentioned more, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that Tychicus is more qualified or called to come and take over what is happening mm-hmm. here on the island of Crete. Yeah, that's good. Is there maybe... A reason why we, because I think you address kind of a, to the church, kind of two people. One of 
yes, I have this, but also in the sense of, you know, in, in maybe looking at people, but also there was this, I shouldn't or I can't because I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, is there maybe some helpfulness or maybe some application or maybe just some encouragement you would give? Yeah, I, I think with, especially with this first one, mm-hmm. um, my thought was is to encourage those who were serving behind the scenes that their labor is not in vain. Yeah. Uh, that what they're doing uh, for the kingdom of God uh, is just as valuable as those things that people may see on a regular basis. Um, and so that was that was more uh, the concept there behind uh, the difference between Tychicus and Artemis. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. Uh, verse 13, do your best to speed Zenus the lawyer and Apollos on their way. See that they lack nothing. Is it man, another, another two names here? Yeah. Um, and, and just like you knew uh, from the scriptures and the titles that you have here with Zenus and Apollos is, is that they were gifted in handling the word of God mm-hmm. uh, and were sent there for a specific task mm-hmm. to help uh, combat against these false teachers and, mm-hmm. and Judaizers um, and went so uh, seamlessly along with uh, what their giftings were, especially Apollos, uh, where Paul is the one that planted these churches here mm-hmm. in Crete, uh, and then to uh, see Apollos come along mm-hmm. and water, right. uh, but then see God be the one that produces the growth yeah. uh, was just so so beautiful, and for Paul to be the one who is saying this uh, to make sure that they lack nothing. Uh, knowing that even though Paul is the one who plants, uh, it is so valuable, uh, Apollos and Zenus's role uh, as the ones who are watering what is happening there, um, and that make sure that they lack nothing, that their role in what is happening on the island of Crete is so valuable uh, to uh, the edification of the body. Yeah, I think um just mention that like like you did Sunday as well, like the situation that Titus is in is he's a Greek young man putting into order uh these churches where the false teachers are Judaizers. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're probably well versed in Jewish scriptures mm-hmm. and what we see about Apollos Right in Acts, he's refuting the mm-hmm. Jewish people through the scriptures. Yeah. You know, that was his gifting. Like as soon yeah. as he even hears, he goes directly back in there, and he just yeah. he was just that's what his gifting was. Yeah, and he was a Jew, right, from Alexandria. Right. And then Zenus, the lawyer, he's most likely with the Mosaic Law. So right. it's just kind of cool. I mean, kind of drawing that out that there was a particular situation where their giftings, that Lord was moving people certain places to bless that church Amen. where their need was. Amen. How do you maybe see that here at Park? Yeah, well, even even among the elders, uh, the deacons uh, in those specific roles, our other staff, mm-hmm. um, you just see uh, how uh, 
those particular giftings uh, kind of manifest themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, even during this season of sabbatical uh, for Dave, where you have seen the other elders and, and staff uh, to uh, rise to the occasion, to be able to step mm -hmm. up uh, and really be able to uh, do the work of the ministry yeah. for the sake of Christ. Mm -hmm. um, so I think of Jenny uh, with the children's department and just how uh, you know she contacted me today about wanting to do another teacher training mm -hmm. and uh, making sure that these uh, teachers are are in step with right. uh, what we want to lead, and uh, she is just a beautiful gift to mm -hmm. the body yeah. uh, for us, and just so di gifted and 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 has such a love for uh, children hearing sound doctrine yeah. uh, on their level. Yeah, that's good. I think I I mean I think of um just in general, kind of speaking on that last point as well. If, you're doubting whether you're valuable to the church, you know, what the scripture tells us. I mean, here's a practical way we see it, but the scripture talks about it from like a 30,000 point of view, even like that Corinthians text. Mm -hmm. You have been given gifts by the Holy Spirit, your hand, your foot, and we can't say to one another, you're not needed, or we can't tell ourselves, you know, I'm not needed, I'm less valuable, things like that, because Ultimately, what they were doing, we're doubting God and that He has me here for a certain reason, for a certain purpose. And I think that's why we encourage people, or I think in Hebrews is, you know, do not neglect the gathering Amen. as a habit. Why? You're needed. Amen. Don't miss members' meetings. Why? We need your insight. We need your wisdom. There may be something that sticks out to you that may not stick out to someone else because they don't think that way, you know, or they're not thinking with their giftings in that way. Um, and if you're there and you're saying, I don't know what my giftings are, ask, talk, you know, dive, go into it. Don't, yeah. don't withdraw from that because I firmly believe that Christ is head of the church Amen. and he is organizing people the way he wants. So you are valuable and you are needed mm -hmm. because the scripture tells us so. Yeah. And then we're seeing examples of this right here. I think that was really good. Yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned there that, uh, See that they lack nothing, right? Mm -hmm. Speed them on their ways; they lack nothing. Um, is there maybe something there that of maybe a little insight that Paul's giving? Yeah, well, we see them being sent two by two, mm -hmm. um, just as uh, Jesus sent out the disciples two by two, uh, told them not to carry money, mm -hmm. not to carry uh, two tunics. Uh, but that the church would provide for them as yeah. they're there. And that is one of the things that Titus is training the church to do is to care for the saints, mm -hmm. uh, to take care of their physical needs, that the message that they are bringing is worth their wages. And so um, whether that would be uh, them living at a house Mm -hmm. uh, of the Cretes right. uh, or uh, their daily bread, mm -hmm. uh, whether it be their clothing, uh, yeah. whatever the case may be, um, he, he is desiring that they provide uh, for their um, needs. Yeah. So. Verse 14, and let our people learn to devote themselves to good works 
so as to help cases of urgent need and not be unfruitful. I think there, once again, those good works, we see that throughout the whole entire letter. So he's almost, once you get that conclusion that you talked about, he's reiterating again the goal. What's the goal? Yeah. The sound doctrine, these teachers, these gifts, well, the goal is that the church would produce good works and Amen. show Christ. But he also mentioned that so as to help cases of urgent need and not be unfruitful. What were you thinking through as you were studying this text? Yeah, just thinking of our culture, uh, personally, how how there is such a uh, disconnect um, from uh, meeting the needs of people uh, mm. because we're so afraid of being humanitarians mm. uh, was really what was uh, bouncing around in my head, mm. you know, yeah. um, and and we deem it. In our minds, we sift it sometimes through the filter, which is not negative. Don't please don't hear me mm-hmm. uh, when I'm saying this, but we're we're sifting this need through and saying, okay, if if I give this guy five dollars at the gas pump instead of saying, okay, this can be honoring and glorifying to Christ. We're thinking in our minds, well, what if he goes and buys alcohol with this? Yeah. Is there any wisdom with that? Because that is a thing. Mm-hmm. Is there any, like, and you kind of spoke I mean, a little bit of show them Jesus, tell them God. Is there is there wisdom, though? And, like, I don't want this guy just, I don't want to enable him to, is that, is that make sense? Like, help us think through that a little bit more. Yeah, and, and I think it's it's with the relationship that you have with the particular person. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know and you have a relationship with you with them and they continue to come to you time after time, um, I would say, yes, there is wisdom to where we know that this is a danger of them being an alcoholic mm-hmm. and knowing that they will go directly toward. Uh, but sometimes we view someone by their exterior mm. uh, and we think more of, um, oh, they look like a drunkard. So therefore, in turn, they're going to go and be a drunkard. Mm. But we exclude passages like in Hebrews where we may have the opportunity to entertain an angel unaware. Mm. And so I think we lean more to judging the exterior than thinking of God giving us an opportunity to truly uh, serve and entertain an angel uh, or... Uh, someone who is truly in need. Yeah, that's good. I think um, something, you know, some practical application for me, uh, usually it's a, if it's giving money, I mean, that's, if they need money, they need money. But if you can, you know, go get a meal with them. Yes. You know, provide like, yes. in a relational way. Yes. If, if you can. Amen. Uh, that would be a, you know, if you're like, they say they need $5 for food, and you're yeah. like, I'm afraid they may, Right. Well, go with them and yeah. get food and talk to them and kind of like you said like build a relationship that you know. Right. Do they actually? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's helpful. And and, and what what Wid is bringing out. So I'm speaking more of the heart 
condition mm-hmm. of us as we as believers in Christ want to have towards the people mm-hmm. and 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 with if you have that right heart it's going to manifest itself in to where you're willing to give more time than just that quick here's five dollars mm-hmm. or here's a burger you know I'll mm-hmm. take you through the drive-through to get a combo yeah. Sitting down, learning who they are, mm-hmm. hearing their story, allowing them to truly have value. Mm-hmm. Um, it in our culture, it may not feel like the most productive thing mm-hmm. to do, but also um, uh, Jesus was not quick in his movements. Yeah. He would stop and he would take time mm-hmm. to be with people. Right. I think uh, for me, like often um, where I feel this is, you know, I'm asking the Lord to give me someone to evangelize to. Mm-hmm. And I see someone walking on the street. And I think that's, for me, that's been some of the best conversations I've had is asking someone if they need a ride. Mm-hmm. Just having have them in your car for a little bit, asking them, like you said, having this, who are you, what's your story, and being able to share Jesus, you know, right. I think. Um, so help the case of urgent need and not be unfruitful. Mm-hmm. Is it, what about in the church? Have you seen good examples? Like, you know, do you think, because I feel like, me personally, I feel like I've been encouraged by the church of rallying together for yeah. things, you know. What comes to your mind when you hear stuff like that? Um, I would just say, um, things through, uh, the pandemic, um, mm-hmm. most recently, um, and, and people even, uh, being on different spectrums mm-hmm. of how they felt mm-hmm. towards, should we be gathering? Should we not be gathering? Should we, uh, have two services? Should we meet inside? Should, you know, and through all of that, I think, I think our body was gracious to one another um, yeah. and, and, and we're really able to see unity throughout it. Um, and so I, I, I think we weren't uh, judging one another if we were wearing a mask or not. Mm-hmm. I think we were judging one another by uh, you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you are my brother and you are my sister. Uh, and I love you. Um, and that's where, I, if we go back up to the top of 14, it says, let our people learn mm-hmm. to devote themselves. And they're God's people, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we are one body. Just because Paul hadn't been here doesn't mean that these people are no longer ours. Yeah. You know, um, and just even like me being able to pray during the pastoral prayer some for some former members, mm-hmm. like they were influential here at Park. Right. And I, uh, yeah. that was intentional in, in why I, I did that. That's good. Uh, it closes in verse 15. All who are with me send greetings to you. Greet those who love us in the faith. You brought up the uh, example of the Henson household, right? The climbing lap, which I think for me helped me. Um, someone else noted this to me after the service. Just 
really put flesh on the text. Like, like, these were actual people. They walked mm. the earth. They, they talked to one another. They, he wrote a letter. He re- opened, he received the letter. Like, right. just kind of that, that was just kind of cool. Like, this letter was, it was a letter. You know, yes. before it was a book, you know, yes. or a Bible. Like, Amen. someone wrote this. Um, what was some, maybe some other things that you were going through of in your mind, or maybe something you want the church to see, maybe you didn't get to hit uh, as well as you would like to? Yeah, well, I think this this here. Uh, all who are with me send greetings to you. Like, all these people who were here, who were joyous, who were sending greetings, well, it wasn't Tychicus or Artemis. Mm-hmm. They weren't chosen to go mm-hmm. and to truly embark in these ministries, just like with us, with Addie and Casey. Mm -hmm. Like, we weren't called to go to Puerto Rico, Mm -hmm. but we can still be with them. We can still be excited Mm -hmm. of what the Lord is doing there and extend uh, those greetings and and love from us. And do we have to be involved in the children's ministry to really care what's going on? Do we have to be a woman to hooray what is happening among our women? Do I have to be a senior saint to rejoice in that? Do I have to be a single to rejoice in that? Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's what we were seeing here. Like, even though I've never been to Crete, even though, you know, it's only what Paul has told us about what's happening there and what uh, the Lord is calling Titus to do, we are with you guys. Yeah. We love you guys. We are apart. Yeah. We are together in this. Yeah, which I think can be a challenge for us in our day and age because we see things so individually. Yes. Like, like we are, we say it every uh, Sunday, welcome to the gathering of Park Baptist Church. The yes. building is not the church. We are the church, and therefore, we are doing things corporately. We pray together. We yep. sing together. We hear the word together. Yep. It's not, indiv- obviously, there's individuals, but we are one body. Right. And I think it's something we have to challenge ourselves all the time. Of, no, no, not, when I read Ephesians, this is written to a church. Right. Not, not. Right. to a person it was written to a right. church right and even paul here at the end is we are writing to you i mean obviously paul is the one pending it but we're all sending greetings mm-hmm. we're all sending love and prayers for you well like you did in in the assurance of pardon you did a great job bringing forth we are confessing sin mm-hmm. together yes you know and like you're saying with reading the ephesians passage like you don't have to have every piece of armor right like, I need to be so tightly knit to wit mm-hmm. to where when he's got that helmet of truth on, mm-hmm. you know, I need to be... Siamese twins. Siamese twins, <laughs> right. Uh, like, hey, let me get my head under there yeah. with us, you know, mm-hmm. because I have weaknesses mm-hmm. that I need wit to to amplify mm-hmm. uh, in by his strengths. Mm-hmm. And, and I think... We need to not feel like if I don't pull up by my bootstraps, mm-hmm. then, or if I'm not going to do it, it's not going to get done. Yeah. That is a such a individualistic 
yeah. mindset. But grace be with you all. Amen. Yeah. Is Amen. It, and this is kind of where you kind of really brought up the gospel. Amen. Which, because I mean, I think someone reads this text like, "Where is Jesus?" Mm-hmm. You know, where does Jesus? But I mean, the idea of you were saying, "Grace be with you all," right? That grace is the kind of the power behind yeah. it all. Do you want to elaborate more on that? Yeah, um, I think we uh, we definitely uh, miss uh, how much grace. God extends uh, to us, and uh, an acronym, and I, I kind of mentioned it, but didn't didn't first say service. it in first service. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Christ is uh, grace is God's righteousness at Christ's expense, and so um, as we see that, you know, we get this gift of as we enunciated uh, in evening service of uh, the uh, grace that was extended to us in Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection that was made possible for us to receive this grace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and just even how uh, he starts out the letter was uh, grace and peace from God the Father and Jesus and Christ Jesus our Savior. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't use those words as much as I think we should. Mm. You know, like when we don't know what to to pray for someone about, mm-hmm. may grace be multiplied to you, mm-hmm. right? May, may God extend himself more to you to give you uh, understanding to give you peace to give you uh, knowledge to be able to not change your circumstance but to endure through it mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's that's grace that we don't think of looking yeah. things from a heavenly perspective instead of a worldly yeah. perspective mm-hmm. uh, which allows us to keep our eyes fixed upon Jesus. That's good. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your grace. We thank you, Father, for your mercy that's new every day. And we're thankful, Father, for Christ uh, and the expense that he paid on the cross and the gift that he's given us in the resurrection. And Father, how you are the, the God of uh, the giver of good gifts and your Holy Spirit. And we pray you just be with our people, Lord. Be with Park Baptist Church uh, as we continue to strive to uh, produce good works for, out of sound dro- sound doctrine that we may make much of Jesus uh, to those around us. We pray all these things in Christ's name. Amen.